What's going on, everybody? Eric here for the Unlockables podcast, and I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer for this episode before you listen to it. During the recording process, we were recording using Craig in my Discord server, and at that time of night, my internet service was pretty spotty, so sometimes Brock's words will cut in and out a little bit. There'll be a little bit of robotic noise. I tried to clean it up as best I could, but just wanted to give you a quick disclaimer as to the reason why that happened. Definitely still listen to this episode. Brock and I had an amazing conversation, and he's got some incredible, incredible advice and insight into the voice acting gigs. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Hey everybody, Eric here for the Unlockables podcast. And before we begin this episode, I just want to give a special shout out to all the people who support the show over on Patreon. These incredible people are Chris from One Hour One Decision, Stephen Pay, Dave Jackson, Chris Copleen, Rick Firestone, Colby Moyer, Keith Gasper, Nikolai at Night, Mass Keaton, Ashton Ruby, Chris from A Novel Console, and Ryan from Listoff. I am eternally grateful for your guys' continued support for this creative endeavor. We can never thank you enough. Now, on to today's episode. going on everybody welcome back to another exciting episode of the unlockables podcast the story of video games the people who play them and the memories made along the way as always i am your host eric like to thank you so much for tuning in wherever whenever in time and space you might be located means so much to me that you're willing to stop by check out the show and see what is going on in the world of video games now, enough, enough with all of those niceties because we've got a really, really amazing episode lined up for you today. I have an incredible guest waiting in the wings to come on. My guest today is one of my very good friends in the podcasting community, an up-and-coming member of the voice acting community, and a man who you can easily recognize because he carries multiple swords with him wherever he goes. Of course, tonight we are talking with Brock Matthews, voice actor extraordinaire. Brock, how are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> Oh man, you weren't lying. You do like to butter up your ho- your uh, guests, don't you? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> but no, I, I try am, my uh... best to give you the going intro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm doing uh, absolutely fantastic. I've actually been really excited to do this because I don't think if if my member the memory serves me right, I don't think we've ever done anything together. And at once, uh, your guys' great host here DM'd me on Discord. I was pretty excited. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I absolutely, let's, let's do this thing. I knew I wanted to get you on at some point because I, I've mostly kind of just stuck to uh, kind of podcasters and video game content creators, but uh, you do a little bit more than that. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, you're, you, you dabble in some, or you're, you're trying to begin and take off your career in the voice acting uh, arena. So I was like, yeah, we've DM'd on Discord, we've talked sports, we've talked games, and we've gotten along real well. So it was only a matter of time. And it would have had you on much sooner if uh, life hadn't gotten a little bit hairy there. Uh, no, that's all right. Months. So 
appreciate you being accommodating and uh, this is definitely a long, long way overdue. So uh, before we dive into the good stuff where I ask you all the questions about yourself, I normally do a little bit of an icebreaker question. I ask, uh, is there any games that you've been playing lately? Actually, there is. It's not, it's not, uh, well, I guess there's two actually. Uh, the, the famous, absolutely for loved uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I uh, haven't uh, yes. beat it yet, sadly, uh, due to life reasons and another reason of the game. The uh, ever so game that I love very dearly, but a couple of friends we know do not like it as much. But Fire Emblem <laughs> Three Hopes, I have the other day I was watching a a clip of something. It was about Three, three Hopes. And I was like, I think I want to run that game back now. So I've I've been I've been switching off and on from Tears of the Kingdom and Three Hopes on my uh, Nintendo Switch as of late. It's a nice uh, back and forth there. It's a little bit slower paced game uh, than switching to a little bit of a yeah. faster paced game. Yeah, I have not had the pleasure of picking up Three Hopes yet. I did play the first Fire Emblem Warriors, and uh, I've for the longest time been a huge fan of of the Warriors kind of franchise in general, going all the way back to like. PS2, Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, all those. Mm-hmm. I just the, the Musou games are oh, there's there's nothing better than just mowing down thousands of dudes. It's so so good. Chef's kiss. <laughs> mwah, mwah. It, it's allows you sad. Go ahead. We don't <laughs> uh it's it's sad really cuz like uh I don't want to say it's sad, but I've come to find out with with uh cuz of uh the newer Engage game coming out and they went back to turn-based for that game and I I found mm-hmm. out a little bit something about myself that I think I'm a warrior style player other than a turn-based guy. Absolutely. It it is a very different style of gameplay for sure whereas like yeah, you're not getting the same experience if you're playing three hopes and all of a sudden you jump to engage. It is a very very different speed. It's it's like being hyped up on a sugar high and then you come crashing <laughs> down. So, yeah, that is that is a dr- two drastically different gameplay there. Uh just to kind of touch on Tears of the Kingdom uh, a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, as of this recording I have I completed the like, the main storyline mm-hmm. and so I I don't really I, I nothing can really like be spoiled for me right now except for like maybe right. just little surprises here and there but I'm I'm not at the point where I feel like anything could be spoiled so mm-hmm. do you have any just kind of general kind of thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom so far? Uh, from where because I don't. Th- if you said I don't, I th- we're probably at the same ki- kind of progress of the game because I'm not very that much deep into it either. But I just absolutely love the uh, the clips that we see on Twitter of just like people being very <laughs> creative with the build stuff. I think that is like the best thing they ever could have done with this new game. I think if you were to go back in time and talk to like Legend of Zelda fans like 20 years ago, and you're just like, "Hey, there's a game coming." <laughs> A Zelda game comer, you can like build a giant guy with like a penis that shoots fire. <laughs> I, they would, I don't know how they would react to that, honestly. Because, <laughs> bro, their brains would explode. Some of, the, some of the stuff that people have built in this game is like, I, I'm very proud of like when I like build some kind of like bridge or like simple thing that b- completes yeah. a task. And then people are literally building like fucking iron giant like mobile suit Gundams. And I'm just like, oh, I feel terrible about myself. <laughs> I'm absolutely bad uh, at this game. Oh my god! I need to up. Yeah, my I can never. I don't know how they get all this stuff to work together because I try to like get things to work together, and then like one thing has too much pressure and just breaks, yeah. and I just yeah. like, fall to myself. I had the but, exact same issue. Yeah, I can't imagine that Nintendo 
like release this game not expecting people to build the things that they did. I mean, they had to have they had to have known. Like they just they just had to have known. I mean, they were they, they were snickering and giggling in that dev room, knowing what the people were gonna do once this game got out. They knew what they were doing. They had to have been. They're like, wait, you're gonna give these degenerate gamers how much freedom? Can are you sure that is okay for us to do? And they were just like, yeah, we're gonna. We're going to do it. And Miyamoto is like, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? So, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been playing, too. I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom uh, pretty much. I'm uh, trying to clear the deck as much as I can for, as of this recording, Final Fantasy 16 is, like, right around Ooh. the corner. Yes. And I've been, I've been very anxious about that coming out because uh, it <laughs> looks fucking nuts. I don't know. It's certainly not the Final Fantasy I grew up with, but it looks... Like they were, they were doing some pretty heavy pre-workout or energy drinks or something <laughs> while they were making that game because it, it looks absolutely nuts. So I, I'm very excited for that. And then uh, I've been playing a couple other things for the show as well. I've been playing an old PS1 RPG called Suikoden, and that is man. I've heard like, of that. Going back to, yeah, going back to PS1 RPGs is, it's certainly an experience. But uh, those mm-hmm. PS1 RPGs are are very held in very high regard. So I've been anxious to go back and start start checking them out and. That's what I'm doing, and we'll have episodes on, on some of that stuff coming much, much later. But uh, before we get into the good stuff, Brock, where I make you just talk about yourself for an hour, uh, is there anything else uh-huh. game-wise you wanted to touch on? Uh, there's a couple things, but I think we might get into it later, and I don't want to screw up the show <laughs> here. Uh. The, the show is screwed up as soon as I do the intro, so you don't have to worry about that. But I, I think I know what you're playing at, so I think we'll get into that just a, a little bit later. So... Uh, we'll take a quick music break here, and then we will dive into talking about some of the stuff that Brock does. So let's just dive into it. Uh, since I've known you, and I think we uh, met through our mutual friends, uh, I, I think I met you through the, the Switched Up guys and through Alejandro, mm-hmm. um, and the Switched Up guys, Tyler and Colby. I think that's how we kind of all met each other. I think it, just as podcasting friends, we just kind of start interacting on the internet and just like, oh, like we're friends now because we like the same things. So, um, but ever since that, I've known that you've been uh, an aspiring voice actor. So I just kind of wanted to know how, where did that all start for you? When did you kind of make that decision that you wanted to, to pursue that? Uh, yeah. So let me, let's, let me go back time travel here. So I, when I, uh, share this story, I think it's, I, I always like begin to tell people like, uh, when I reflect back, I always, I kind of just have to laugh at myself. Cause like, um, the I am now in the, and I wasn't like, or do you want to go back? I don't know. Senior in high school. Like I had no knowledge of like the knowledge I know now, thanks to the wonderful podcast community that you just mentioned. It's crazy how much of my knowledge with video games has changed since forever ago. Right. And uh, I too, like with video games, I'm the same way with anime. Like I have not, I back then I did not double into 
anything anime wise. I was strictly putting it. Uh, I was a. Uh, I don't know what, what do we want to call it. Mm. A jock freak, a jock dickhead. I guess do we want to call it that? But yeah, like I wouldn't watch anything but sports or whatever. But and then I went to. Anyways, I went to college, and met. I had a friend my freshman year. He was watching a uh, anime today. We called Naruto in class, and he introduced me. And ever since that day, I hit the uh, ground running, and I've become a super fan. And uh, and one day, actually, our friend uh, Alex from the A Random Gamers Corner, I think I what were we doing? I, I'm not sure what we were doing, but we we were in a voice call, and he just randomly was like, uh, he was like, "Have you ever thought about doing like?" He was like, "Have you ever done any voice acting at all?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "I was like, no." I was like, "Why?" He was like, I don't know. He was like, I was just asking. And I was like, okay. And then, like, I told him to this day, I was like, you planted it in my head that day. I was like, Alex, that day when you said that, it was in my head. I was like, voice acting. I was like, <laughs> I haven't. But, Alex, I think I might see what that uh, area is all about now, though, now, now that you said something. And uh, Alex planting the subliminal messages. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exact. That's exactly what ha happened. And I think. I just did like what anyone else would do really. It's just I just researched on on the internet just like how to get into it, how how would one start? And they're just like there's really no like steps to starting. You're just they're just like go get a microphone and just start talking to yourself. I was like, "Oh, okay." So, at the time all I had was a gaming a USB gaming headset from my PlayStation and I simply got that. I went took my laptop into Pretty much, it, it's my recording room now. But at the time, it was just an extra bedroom we, we had. I went in that room, and I opened a walk-in closet, and I simply just started screaming at myself. And <laughs> after I quit, I was like, "Eh, that was that was kind of that was kind of I enjoyed that a lot." And then, right, uh, I what I reached out to this guy. Because I figured, you know, I'm probably going to have to take some type of classes. And uh, the first day I got with him, he was just like, just let it all out. Let me see where you're at. And I did. And, of course, he was he, he didn't pull any punches, thankfully. Right. He, he, and he was just like, listen, man. He's like, if you were serious about this, we got some work to do. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. And then ever <laughs> since then, I just, it, it's hit the ground running. And I am where I am now. Amazing. I may have heard of the little anime that you mentioned known as Naruto, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, I can't say I've ever fully watched the whole thing uh, myself. I'm, I'm very, your, your, your breadth of anime is probably much wider than mine. I'm very like basic in my animes when it comes to, to what I watch. So like I grew up with Dragon Ball Z. Like, of course, that's that's the gateway drug Great. for everybody my age, I think. And then uh, the only things I've like gone seriously out of my way to watch is just like later stuff, the popular stuff that people recommended to me. So mm -hmm. like My Hero Academia, I'm all caught up on that. I'm all caught up with like Demon Slayer. So just like the really big ones. Good, but good. I know I've heard you guys talk about like a bunch of other ones that I'm just like, man, if I had the time, I would just love to to watch watch more of these. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, there's a certain anime out there that if you have the time, you know what? You should watch it. You know what that is, Eric? What is that? Sword Art Online. You should give that a watch. Right? I so <laughs> I 
I think it was like six or seven years ago. I knew this was going to come. I think it was like six or seven years ago that um, I like heard the buzz around Sword Art Online. I think that's like when it first came out or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. And I have a distinct memory. I think I watched like the first like eight or nine like episodes of it mm-hmm. in like one day. Like I binge it and I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like this is fucking cool. And then just like I fell off and j- I'm like the worst person in the world when it comes to finishing shows, I'll watch like three and a half seasons, something and just stop watching it just because I just like, <laughs> just do. So uh, I knew that was going to come up. I knew that was one, especially as a, as a big inspiration uh, for you as a uh, self-proclaimed sword wielder, especially. <laughs> <laughs> it's where all I began. I, when I, I know I, I had no idea what, what it was when it first came out, but I remember I was, it was on Netflix at the time. I came across that came across right. on it on Netflix and I was hooked ever since then. And it, I gave myself my own little line persona nickname and everything. Cause of that anime, <laughs> absolutely like a little weeb that I am. <laughs> I want to say that, uh, I want to say that I, that's where I came across it too, was, was on Netflix too. And when, whenever it was talking about, it, I was like, Oh, it just happened to be on Netflix. Let me start, mm-hmm. let me start watching this. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to ask, you kind of touched on it a little bit with your question. You said you went and like saw a voice coach, uh, I just kind of wanted to know how do you even start to begin that process of being in the field? Like you already said, you you went out and got a, a voice coach. You just start by practicing in your room. But mm-hmm. as you like progress through it and accumulate like the years of experience that you've had, how do you like, what are the next steps? Then like, what do you do to like start to like put your feelers out there and try and like land mm-hmm. some roles and stuff? Mm-hmm. So uh, the same coach told me uh, that because at first, when I was doing my research and stuff, every Google search I did, uh, it was saying like, get yourself a demo reel made and whatnot. And right. at, at first that was a big thing for me. I was like, I got to get one of these made. And, uh, I was with that same coach told me, he was like, you don't want to, you don't want to dump money into that till you get better. He was like, cause if you dump the money mm. into it and you, you're like, you're not good, then it's just a waste of money. Cause it's not going to help you book jobs in the first place. But, um, right. If anyone's listening that wants to uh, start, and I tell I tell our a couple of our friends this in our little podcast community that if 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 a guy like me to get to start in it and at least make some a little headway, then anyone can do it. But uh, you should first get classes like I did. But one thing that I learned majorly is uh, it does it matters not it matters zero percent what your voice sounds like you know, like that does not matter one one bit it's all about uh acting the acting part it's it's what it's can you act can you take a script that's just like i'll pay a piece of paper and make those words like uh engaging and in and put that uh like make some situation in your head and it's what I was told. It voice acting is all, all uh, theater of the mind. You have to be able to put yourself in some character's situation or become that character, and just be able to act it out. Because, like, at the end of the day, because uh, I get in debates with this with people. Because I feel like uh, just an actor, like a Hollywood actor, like they have. I don't want to say they have it easier, of course but like they could they're on screen but like voice actors they're just in this like cubed up booth so like it's just my point is it's hard it's harder to 
get the acting part down. But if you take classes, make sure you take acting classes. Like if you have like a local theater or something in your area, I would really recommend going to something like that and just do improv with other theater people. And then uh, for like voice tones and uh, tones of your voice and stuff, obviously you want you want to like take uh, singing classes. I'm doing that right now, actually. I'm I'm oh. taking yeah I'm taking uh, classes to because uh, I I still I still I'm learning but I still don't get it. it like you have to, like you can throw your like you can you have like your chest voice stomach voice head voice and then like you can like place your voices like where it's like your voice is like placed on the tip of your tongue or coming back from the back of your throat and I'm learning all of that right now but uh, and then. After that, like, even if you still don't have a demo reel, if you simply just go to Twitter and just put, like, if you search hashtag casting calls or, or just, like, voice actor tags and stuff, there's many indie project stuff that people are always looking for to uh, if, even paid stuff. I mean, to begin with, like I did, you're probably going to have to, like, volunteer and not get paid and stuff. But right. uh, there, there's even there's even small... Uh, small uh, projects out there that uh, will pay you. Now I'm going on a tangent. I'm not sure if I missed anything. Did I miss anything? No, no, that, that was, <laughs> I, I literally had a one, one word sentence question. You, you expanded on it <laughs> way, way more than I expected. So that was incredible. And that's a very interesting thing, point that you make that like, as you're trying to take what's on a piece of paper and bring it into reality, you're right. Actors do regular stage actors do kind of have the advantage because like, well, you're still acting on a stage. It's like for the most part, unless you're like in the Hollywood green screen room of death where there's nothing around you, <laughs> you have like things to draw on like, like to like uh, enhance your imagination to make it feel like you're in that situation. Whereas like um, one of my favorite voice acting things I've seen is they, they had a clip of when uh, Sean Schemmel, the the voice of Goku uh, when they were doing Battle of Gods and the gentleman who plays Beerus, his name escapes me, when they were recording those voice lines mm -hmm. and they were just, they were so into it inside of, you yeah. think it's just like, oh, they're, that voice actor's in a booth and they're just screaming in the microphone. It's like, no, like they are in there like punching and like grunting and like flexing and like you can see the veins popping out of the throat. So it's very much like a, like you said, it's like, it's all got to be in the mind. So I never even like consider that because that that was one of the things where, you know, if I even ever remotely wanted to try that, my, my thing is like, well, I don't have like that type of type of voice, right? I, I, mm -hmm. I could never do like a, a Goku voice or like a All yeah. Might voice or like the, like some of the voices that I, I that I like. And I'd be like, oh, I'd like to do a voice like that. But mm -hmm. um, you're saying it's like it's mostly like a, like a mental thing. And then like yeah. once you have like the, the mental aspect of down, then it's like you work on the voice later. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And even like even like. Uh, I've learned this immensely is like you you like uh you Eric you could take take your equipment in some closet and just like audition just like your like your regular voice like don't put like any swig on it like just and nine not nine times out of ten but you have a pretty good chance of uh getting a role because like uh I was told in the beginning of it is like everyone the the makers of whatever game anime small project or whatever they have a certain they have a certain imagination of what this character sounds like and that there's 
everyone's making something every day. So there's a very good chance that you're like your regular talking everyday voice is the voice that they're looking for. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah, that's that. That's actually super inspirational. It makes me feel much better because, yeah, you just think all these guys that have these incredible voices or and and girls too. Like all these guys and girls that have these incredible voices. You're just like, well, I could never do that. But, um, and that's just so fascinating. I never even thought about like the singing aspect of it either. Where it's like, I could see how those skills would transfer over with, like you said, the different types of voices. And that's that's absolutely fascinating. Let me, what was my next question on the thing here? So uh, I wanted to touch on, um, so you brought up the demo reel and mm-hmm. recently I, I saw it on Twitter and you shared it with all of us. You recently mm-hmm. put out uh, a demo reel that was like a couple minutes long, showcasing uh, several different uh, voices kind of showing off your range. And uh, I just wanted to know, what was kind of your your process for for putting that together? And mm-hmm. when you were coming up with like the characters and the voices for that demo mm-hmm. reel, like what 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 was kind of like your thought process for that? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I finally got one done. I was so happy when I got the final mix back. But uh, so that sounds fucking awesome, by the way. Anybody listening <laughs> to this, you. if you don't go listen to it, I will fucking come to your house <laughs> and find you. Like I threaten my listeners all the time. So <laughs> go um, listen to it. Seriously. <laughs> look, so i there was there is in the beginning there's two ways i could have done it i could have the the cheaper way was to make my own script make my own type of characters and stuff and then go pay for someone to get it all made up and get like sound effects and and, uh, and plus the visual stuff but um i had the money and i pretty much told myself i was like go to an actual writer get a script done and and we'll go we'll go from there so uh I actually, ever since I started this, I've gotten the internet does this immaculate thing of just connecting you with people in the world. And I actually knew a guy that, uh, was a very, he's a very, he's, he's, he's the guy who, uh, gave me the characters for this demo reel. And I went to him. I was like, Hey man, I was like, uh, I'm not sure what your rates are, but, um, I'm finally trying to get this official demo reel done. Would you be interested if just uh, make a script for me with characters? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he, he was just asked me questions and, and he finally got back, back. He got back to me and I got this script with an actually fun fact, a little, little insight here. There is two or three, there is either two or three more uh, characters, quote unquote, that we, that didn't make the cut. Cause one, uh, cause the demo reel is all about one, of course, like I said earlier, acting and, to just the range and those two or three extra uh characters that were supposed to be in the script we decided to cut them because they kind of i figured that the there was this one in particular I, th- I thought i was it was like my voice but i pitched it just like a just a tad higher of a slight difference and we kind of mm-hmm. agreed like we, we we could probably cut that because official demo reel is only supposed to be like a minute a minute 20 or something like that. It's not very long. Oh, so okay. we decided, so we decided to cut that. And then, uh, once he, once I got the script made, well, he made it, but once I got back to it, uh, I liked, I personally, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of even bigger voice actors too, but like I personally, once, if I like get a script of the sort, I like to take like two days and <laughs> Eric, if you, if you were like lived with me, you like you'd probably think I'm a lunatic because I walk around my house just like repeating lines to myself. Like if I'm like talking just like it's like multi, it's like uh, multiple personality syndrome. Like I'm just like saying different, like I'm saying things in these voices. But 
I like to take like two or one or two days to make sure I read every, I have everything. I'm not going to miss, like miss say a word or whatever. And then once I had that done, I reached out to another person, another guy that was into mixing and stuff. And then I had a, a nice girl ha- made me uh, a visual reel or the visual for the reel. Excuse me. So once that was all done and I had paid everybody uh, and I had my visual getting done and my mixers was waiting on me for recording. Um, it's when I was in, when I, it was standing in my walk-in closet. Uh, he, there was a certain, I wonder if I could pull it up on my phone right now, but there's a certain point of the reel where like he, he was very vague, which that's another thing about voice acting. Like sometimes you'll get an audition for, you'll go to audition for something and like, you, you, they'll give you zero to work with. It, like it, would, it could say like 14 year old male, uh, high pitch and then like that's all you can work on and this <laughs> just uh and just to explain a little bit the process uh there's this one certain character that he wrote he was just like psychotic anti-hero very excited and i was like oh throw me a bone here i was like god damn it i was like i was like how am i I was like, okay. I was like, I guess this is the job. So this is what I'm going to do. So like, <laughs> and I do this with audition. Like I, I stood there. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm psychotic. All right. I gotta, I gotta get a little, gotta get a little excited here. And I was like, okay, so what, what, what am I, what, what am I excited about here? And I was just like, okay, so I'm just going to imagine like I'm fighting this, uh, this fictional character that's in my head and I'm just gonna, and he hit me really hard and that really, that like, I'm a masochist right now. That, that was, that was crazy. And so, uh, and thankfully it worked because it, I thought it came out great, but, um, is there anything else other than, nah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's about the process. No, you, no, you covered it exceptionally well. And, yeah, I've heard, I told you I was I've heard some story. I told you. No, that's I told okay. You I was gonna I, do it. <laughs> the less people hear me, the better, honestly. So that's that's all good for the show. But uh, yeah, one of my I, I've heard stories about that where like the the casting direction is just very, like it's just very ambiguous, and it's just like okay, you have to put your own spin on this. One of my one of my uh, favorite voice actors who who plays Zemnis in the Kingdom Hearts series, Paul St. Peter, he he he's told the story at cons about how he he got that role, and when he was auditioning for Disney and Square, they were just like. Yeah, we wanted to sound like this other character in this cartoon. Uh, do that, and then so he just was like, "Oh, okay, I'll try my do my best version of like that with my own twist." And then he did mm-hmm. it, and it ended up becoming the iconic deep voice of the antagonist of of Zemnis. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like you said, it's really like like fourteen year old boy. It's like okay, like what I have to put my own spin on that. But I mean, yeah. it, it, I've listened to the demo reel, and it's it's. I got to say, man, it's it's really, really impressive. So I'm going to reiterate what I said. If you don't go listen to it, like I'm going to have serious <laughs> problems with you listening like right now. Seriously, just go and do that. So, um, no, cool. That's an awesome sneak behind kind of the process of it. Because I just I have no idea how these things work. Um, I wanted to ask, is there anybody specific kind of in in the voice acting industry, whether it's anime, video games, anything else like that, that mm-hmm. uh, you kind of like looked up to or kind of looked to inspiration? Mm-hmm. There's actually there's a there's a lot. Uh, you, you named one of them, Sean Goku, Dragon Ball. Like, 
that I, if if I could sit down with all these people, but I'll start with Sean. If I could sit down with Sean and just pick his brain about what his daily routine, like just like throat treatment is, because like oh yeah, I don't, I, I've I've searched to see if like he's had to battle like losing his voice or damaging cords or anything, and I could not find one link where he shared a story that he had to. And the amount of screaming that man has to do, especially <laughs> in like the so newer much. like power of tournament stuff, is cr- absolutely crazy. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that entire cast, Vegeta, Goku, just like that entire cast is just absolutely crazy. Um, Chris Acne with Dimitri, I would love to sit down, pick his brain. I think oh, he's, I love his fantastic performance. Yeah, oh, it's so uh, good. <laughs> uh, they don't. Uh, uh, my. F- from my favorite anime ever, Sword Online, Kirito, Bryce Peppenbrook. He, yeah, I think he was probably my first ever. Wow, I'd really like to sit down with that guy. Um, who else? Uh, let's let's let me throw on some females. Uh, Sherry Lee, who voices Lucy in Fairy Tale and Asuna and uh, oh yeah, Rhea from Fire Emblem. Sherry Lee, she's another exceptional talent. I'd love to sit down with. I, I there's this. Who do you know who voices? Uh, I, I can never. Th- I always forget her name. She voices Petra. Do you know what's her name? Oh my goodness! I'm trying to think of anything no, else she would be in I, that you would know her from. I can't think remember, I she, know the person you're referencing. Yeah, but she she's Aqua and Kunasupa too. But uh, oh, okay, she, okay. The all those people. There's even like, I could probably we could probably be here all day with me listing, like already well made voice actors that I would love to just like sit down with them and talk but um is there i'm trying to think would that be fey mata fey mata oh yeah, i think you're right that's 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 i just th- that's what google's telling me so you, you <laughs> might be right yeah yeah that might be her who well i'm yeah. trying to, there's an, there was one more voice actor i would like to at least name but i'm i the, the names are on the tip of my tongue but uh laura bailey laura bailey oh yeah her husband even too travis willingham I'd love to yes. it, sit down with Liam. The, the entire Critical World cast, I, I should probably just say. Liam O'Brien, all of them. Matt Mercer. Yes. Oh, my God. Matt Mercer is another one. <laughs> oh, my God. Man I, of a million voices. <laughs> for, like, literally. But I should probably stop now because I could probably just keep going down the line. But any of those people I look to. Absolutely. And, uh, even, not even, like, I'm trying to think if there's any. I don't know, but I think that covers all the main ones that I look up right. to pretty hard. I think. I, I think you're. I think I would agree with you. I think a conversation with, with Sean for his his Goku routine would be fascinating because yes, that man. I, I just I don't know how he speaks sometimes because yeah, I've watched every episode of Z and Super and it's. Like the one that the one that comes to me is the when he t- turns Super Saiyan three for the first time, and he's just screaming for like five minutes straight. Yeah. And you're just like how, and it's just getting progressively like more manic more. as he does. And I'm just like, how how can the human voice sustain like that type of effort? And he's been doing it now for like well, almost like what thirty years now. Like yeah, a very long oh, time. God, <laughs> and he it's he absolutely. even sits on like on panels and recite stuff for people i'm just like it's just it 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 amazes me how much like 
it's just clockwork for him. Well, for how long he's done it, but still just to right. not even like stretch, stretch the old vocal cords or anything before he does it. They're just like, Hey, can you do this one scene from that one part? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he just screams into the mic on the panel. I'm just oh. like, Oh my God. Insane. What, <laughs> what, what a life. Uh, so do you have a point? I, I know you're kind of starting to get your career off the ground a little bit here, but do you have like, an idea of what a a dream project would be to you or or a project where you would say like you feel like hey like i made it all the hard work i put in like it's it's finally paying off do you have like a a, i know it's hard to say like (laughs) predict a future role that you may have but do you have like a specific one that you'd like to be in you like um, the video game side more anime side more if yeah i've actually i like to sit back and think of like i wonder if i'll know when the moment is when I'm just like, if I get an audition, I'm just like, wow, am I officially, have I officially arrived? Am I able, right. would I be able to sit down with the Bryce Pepper and Brooks or Laura Bailey's or whatever? But if I could voice anything Fire Emblem Nintendo, even if it was like oh, the mobile fay game or anything, I feel like that would, I think I'd probably cry if I'm being completely honest with you. But right. if, if I could even just get like a small 20 second, like town, like some town goer or something in an anime or video game or an NPC of the sorts. I feel like I would, I feel like that I might be able to sit down and, but if, if I somehow stick with it and I finally get like some character, like what do you think of Goku? You think of Sean or like any, right. any of those kingdom, kingdom heart characters that, you know, like the uh, English dub voice actors is his face comes right. up. If I could get any, that's what keeps me motivated actually is like I just think to myself, I was like, there's some character being made right now that it's pretty much made for you, dude. So cause like right. the more voice that we're kind of get off course here, but the the toughest thing, if I had to say anything about that I've learned with this stuff is like it's very it's a very competitive, like very competitive uh place to be. Like and uh I've gotten right. many no's. And that was the one thing a coach told me. He said he, they're like, "You're gonna get a lot more no's than yeses." And they're like, "If if and that's just if you can defeat that part of it, then they're like, you'll be set." But it the the it, it takes a toll sometimes when right. like there's days where I'll I'll like audition for almost twenty five to thirty things that I bookmarked on Twitter, and like. I'll maybe get two yeses back out of those 30. It's just like, oof, right. maybe I'm not really cut out for this stuff, but uh, thankfully it hasn't affected me that much. And my, like I said, with my point is like, I just pretty much tell myself, it was like, there's a character out there that's being made right now by somebody. And that the only person that can play this character is you, man. So you might as well just keep, keep it going. But right. I, I think the, I was, the fa- what was the point was. <laughs> oh, no, I mean you rules, answered it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I think the famous saying is that the the person who has succeeded has failed more times than uh, the the regular person has even tried. So yeah, for sure. I, I think that mean I think that means that's anything that anybody succeeds in is that you're just gonna have a lot of like no's or a lot of rejection or a lot of like. I've put out a hundred episodes and only four people have listened, but like, <laughs> you know, sure. the, the, the more, but the more you do, the more you learn, you get better every single time. So I think that's definitely, but it definitely sounds like you need to have some, some, some thicker skin to be able to, I, I 
get heartbroken when people told me no. I, I, so that's, that's something I definitely would have to work on. I definitely would have a, definitely would have a hard time, uh, not taking it personally. Even, even a couple of the instances when I'm in business or trying to make, make a sale or something and people are like, it's like, no, I'm just like, oh, they hate me. So, um, but you can't just, like you said, you can't just take it personal. And like, eventually like there will be that role and you will have that role. That's wow. Brock is synonymous with like this character. Like that's, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we've covered most of the voice acting stuff and all of that stuff. I my last question was if you wanted to give somebody advice who wanted to start doing it, but you kind of already answered that at the top when you were talking about some other stuff. So you gave some some really great advice and your advice just was go just go for to, it. Just go for right. it. Right. Like you said, just just go in your closet and start trying it and if you're serious about it, like just start learning how to be better and for the record, too, I wouldn't, if I was your roommate, I definitely wouldn't think you were weird because my roommates had to deal with me in business school. I took a lot of communications classes and mm-hmm. I had to give, like, I had to give business pitches like every single week. So I was just be walking around and be like, I microwave my ramen and practice my business, my, my business pitch, or I'd be doing the dishes and practicing my business pitch. So I, <laughs> I totally understand you there about getting the reps in while you're doing other stuff around the house. <laughs> For sure. I'll share a small story then. Uh, I was at, For sure. <laughs> uh, it, it was in the beginning and I feel like there's, it's all of us. If we try a new hobby, we kind of keep it cl- closed up at first before we announce it to everybody that we're into this sort of hobby. But when I was mm-hmm. uh, kind of still brand new to the voice acting stuff, which I still am kind of, but the very beginning I was at my aunt's house and uh, it was, I was, I got up and I went, I went to get coffee and, uh, I was, I was saying what I was doing, like, like I would grab like a cup and I'd say that, but I would say it in a very, very high pitched voice. Like I was that <laughs> character and I did not know my aunt was up yet. And I did not know that she was in the dining room also drinking coffee. And she comes around the corner with like this, her eyebrow raise. She was like, who the hell are you talking to? And like <laughs> the amount of embarrassment I had, like I could not get words out fat quick enough. And I was just like, it, it's it's me, it, it, it's me. And she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm just like, just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't worry about it. <laughs> I have, like, uh, yeah. I've, I've kind of a similar experience to you. So, and that, and that's one thing if for for me for podcasting that I haven't gotten past yet is I, uh, I've kind of built the community and the listening and the followership without any help from like my close friends or family or anything, but like mm-hmm. nobody outside of like my wife, like really knew I was doing a podcast about video games. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was last year at the end of the year, we were, we were sitting, uh, well, we were at my, my parents' house and we were having like a, I think it was maybe my sister's baby shower or something. And we were sitting around and just talking and, and I hadn't told anybody that I was doing a podcast. And all of a sudden, like my, my grandma was sitting on the other side of the room and she goes, Eric, I didn't know that you had a podcast. And I was like, excuse me <laughs> i was like my my grandmother who is like a, one of the most technologically challenged people of all like a knows what a podcast is and two knows i have a podcast and i was just kind of like in front of like nine or ten of my family members it was like dead silent and i was like oh yeah like i dabbled like some podcasting recording stuff and everyone's like what like you have a you have a podcast i'm like yeah i talk about like video games and stuff and it was just like so <laughs> so uncomfortable and then like a couple months later my aunt comes back and she my aunt comes back and she was like yeah eric i listened to a couple episodes of your podcast she's like i didn't know what it was about but it sounded pretty good and i'm like oh <laughs> great oh Fantastic. great this is 
I'm like, I, I please don't listen to the Mad Kingdom Hearts rants. I just, I can't, I can't live that down. And then I like the next time I saw my grandma too, she's like, I listened to your podcast. She's like, you use some pretty bad words on there. I'm like, <laughs> grandma, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> please don't, don't judge me <laughs> for things hey, I say on the internet. Thing. I'm, I'm yeah, very yeah, I'm not, I'm not the same person on the internet that I am in real life. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a character. But uh, so, yeah, I definitely feel you about that. But uh, no, Brock, thank you so much for, for sharing some of your insights on that. And uh, I definitely look forward to when you land that big role when you got when you're synonymous with that character. And I wish you all the best in your career uh, going forward for sure. But uh, for now, we're going to uh, transition into the second half of the interview right after this music break. And now we're getting on to the video games portion of the video games podcast. And of course, I'm still here with my good friend, Brock. Brock, I feel like in our podcasting community, everyone kind of has like the thing that they're known for, right? I have kind of become the Kingdom Hearts guy of the community. Uh, uh, Colby is the Final Fantasy VII uh, guy of the community. And I you is... is <laughs> I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's listening, but... Like, I am so happy for Colby with that new showing as of recent, man. Like, I'm so excited for him so much. We got Summer Game Fest today as of this recording, and we got a, a nice, beefy look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Two discs. Yeah, wow, two. I, I couldn't believe when I saw two that. I was like, two. are we going Are we going backwards? I mean, Final Fantasy <laughs> VII had three discs on the PS1, so we're just going backwards in time now. Uh, but like I said, everybody's kind of got their thing that they're known for. And as long as I've known you, as long as we talked, uh, you have been like the Sonic guy. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to talk about, you know, like this conversation was mostly spurred on cause you made the comment to me a couple weeks ago. You said that Sonic fans and kingdom hearts fans are kind of kindred spirits in the way that from the outside looking in, like people don't really understand our obsession our love of of our franchises so mm -hmm. i just kind of wanted to ask you where did it all start with sonic and and what's mm -hmm. your story behind that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you uh kind of summed it up pretty well i feel like uh, it's getting off track but I, just real quick i feel like with <laughs> like this big podcast community thing we have like i just think of just like you guys of just like having like this nice chat about something and like every once in a while this brat guy will just randomly chime in something about this blue hedgehog that <laughs> it's just it's 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 just like I, I laugh at myself all the time because like like I've like I've been I wish I just had like I could participate like a lot more in things but I'm just like oh. and then every time Sonic comes around dude I felt like when that first IGN <laughs> that first IGN video of Frontiers came out I was it was it was I was doing damage control 
with everybody because of like I, just like, I remember the that consensus yeah. I had. It was just so ridiculous. But um, yeah, where it started with Sanic, I think I think I was on uh, uh, Rick's end of the bargain. I think I uh, explained this to him as well. But uh, forever ago, uh, I was just a wee lad. I think I was only eight or nine years old, <laughs> and I remember for a Christmas, um, mom. Uh, she tells the story perfectly. I wish she was here, but uh, she got me a GameCube for uh, that Christmas, and I still nice. have today. Actually, it's over there collecting dust somewhere. But uh, she got <laughs> she 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 bought a GameCube, and my mom is probably the most ungaming person ever. And when she <laughs> when she bought the GameCube, she was with my grandmother, and they're like, "Well, we need to get games for it. We can't just give them this new video game console and not have it with any games." and at the time, I they're like you know how I'm guessing back in the day it was set up probably just like how it is set up now with like a GameCube section, and they're sitting there and they're like, what do, what do we get them? And they're sitting there browsing, and to this day she says she's like the only reason why she picked up this game was strictly because of the character with the with the two characters on the cover, and uh, that game was Sonic Adventure Two. For Ooh, Adventure yeah. Two Battle for the for the GameCube, and she said the only reason why she that th- game stung out to her because she thought I would like the way how Sonic and Shadow looked on the cover, and she was absolutely yeah. right. Uh, she, I think I got I got that, and she got me um, Melee, I think, whatever Ooh. Smash game that was there for the GameCube at the time, and uh, two good ones. <laughs> uh, so that was my first. My first ever dabble with Sonic was Adventure 2 for the GameCube. And I think, honestly, I think that one, that first ever drop in into City Escape was like pretty much the 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 hog was etched into my brain going forward. <laughs> like it's a core memory. Think, yeah. <laughs> after I beat well not beat, but after I played Adventure 2 for the first time, I think my second all second time ever Sonic game I played was unleashed and then i no yeah it was unleashed and then the god the 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 reason why sonic is the bad rep today god awful sonic 06 was my very next experience when that came Mm -hmm. out and then um yeah i i there there is something uh, i still to this day don't know what it is really but that since forever ago when I was nine, I, when I played Adventure Two, I was just like, "This is the greatest thing that I could ever have been introduced to," and uh, I just I kept with it. Like, I know when I got into my early teens and stuff, like if there's anything remotely uh, Sonic that came out, I I wanted it for every birthday, every Christmas, and I just kept with it. And then I got into what, the first time I, I ever got into a different media of Sonic was Sonic X on JetX in the early Saturday mornings. And then... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think <laughs> after that, I think I just... It, it, the rest is history, really. No, I, I agree with you. And it's same thing. It's like, why am I obsessed with the 17 games about all these Disney and Final Fantasy characters? So I feel, <laughs> like you said, you said we're kind of like kindred spirits. And I feel like we are because on the outside looking in, people don't don't really understand it. And that was kind of the whole impetus behind this 
massive Kingdom Hearts series that I'm doing on my, on my podcast. I'm just like, no, if you listen to me talk about it, you will understand. Uh, you mentioned it kind of like when you brought up Sonic 06, but I was going to ask you, being a person that's in the fandom, having to, to kind of look out and, and see some of that hate, why do you why do you think Sonic gets the the hate that he does? We're going like to be here till midnight, Rick. I mean, not Rick, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, Eric, let, we're going to be here till midnight. I mean, it, Rick is in my name, so I mean, that's fine. <laughs> no, but I mean, I should probably say first off, like general senses, like we all got our likes and dislikes, I guess. And that, yeah. that's respectfully so. But I mean, I feel like uh, when ever since nothing's been right with the general public with Sonic since 06 came out. And I will stand, mm-hmm. but I will die on that hill and say that to every person that I see. Cause like, <laughs> just like, like and it, I read somewhere the reason why that came out and they didn't wait till, well, they haven't came right out and said, yeah, it wasn't done, but I, there was like oh, this yeah. deal that like Xbox was coming out with like the very first early 360 and they wanted like a, right. how pe- like how they release game consoles in, in a game with a bundle in 06 was, was going to be part of one of one of those bundles. And I get, and apparently right. Sega was like, clearly it wasn't done. And Sega and, everyone was just like well still ship it out it's good enough and then uh, and then it's just like mm. and, and <laughs> after 06 it was just it was very dark times with other games coming out and it did not help the situation whatsoever and the general public it, it i feel like sonic as a whole and i feel like with with i think frontiers fixed it a tad bit like if sonic was brought up at all like people just had 06 and like lost world etched in their memory where they're just like, yeah, Sega should probably just get a new mascot or just stop making games. Cause like they can't, (laughs) they haven't gotten it right in forever. What, what makes you think that they're going to fix it now? But thankfully there's a side that I'm on the leading army of listen, where it's going to get better. We're going to get something and it's going to fix. It's going to make the wrong, right. And what do you have it? Sonic Frontiers fixed the wrongs and made them right. And I am absolutely thrilled with what's to come next. We're going to touch on that, but I I think that's interesting. I didn't really know the history of Sonic 06 being a launch title with the 360, but I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, uh, up until then, that was kind of the... The, the way that you launched the console is you had like a some kind of like killer app. I mean, for the Nintendo 64 it was was Mario 64 and the yeah. Xbox launched with Halo. So you had that thing to, to move those initial consoles. And if any of the younger kids stumble into this podcast and listening, it wasn't like it was today. So like today, a bad game can be shoved out the door and you can like salvage it over time. Like yeah. We're talking like Cyberpunk or, or No Man's Sky, like those games have to come around like those launches for those games were terrible and you can like fix them over time you the 360 started to kind of be like the era of dlc but it wasn't to the point where like people were like patching their games for like years to fix them it was just like oh here's a map packer here's like a something for your character or whatever so like at that time if a game was not ready and it was released like that's just kind of how it stayed um yeah. They, they and like to, I'm thinking like if Sonic 6 had like released today, that would have been a game that you know if it was a big game for Xbox that they would have like fixed that over time. But yeah, that just that that didn't happen. And so to see that very clear dividing line in the history of Sonic, where it's like I I know like since like the Genesis and Sonic came out swinging and helped 
Sega, even the field against Nintendo and Mario and all the way up yeah. to 06, like he had a pretty good reputation for all of his games. And then yeah, 06 hits and it's just like, oh, like like what, like what, it's like one of those like stumbling steps that like you said, that did, did severe damage to, to the brand for sure. Yeah. Um, you touched a little bit on Sonic Frontiers. So I was, I was following that, that pretty closely and you were mm -hmm. letting us know in the discord too, the, the stuff that was coming out about that for sure. So, uh, you mentioned that Sonic Frontiers kind of fixed a lot of the things that, that earlier Sonic games had issues with. Um, do you think that's kind of the formula for Sonic going forward? Do you think that they kind of build on the stuff that they did starting with Frontiers and going on? Or do you think that they kind of like take a different direction from that now? I feel like uh, if, you, if you ask Mikey, it, the, the open world Sonic just doesn't work in his eyes. But I feel... I feel I forgot that he was on that episode with you. I remember that yeah. episode's coming back to me now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like, and I am always like, I'm not sure if Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts has like this type of thing, but like uh, us adventure series fans are just foaming at the mouth for some sort of like Adventure 3 or remake of the Adventure series or something. And I feel right with how the adventure games work and stuff, feel like they could take this new open world aspect with what they did with frontiers and they could do something with that but i'm like i i joke with uh mr tyler samps all the time he he's just like brock there's no <laughs> way that they're gonna make an adventure three series an adventure three game of that series i'm just like you hey we don't know all right, right? listen this front we don't with, this with, with with frontier out anything's possible but uh yeah i mean I'm like I'm sure they even have some sort because I'm not I'm not a freaking video game dev but I'm sure with whatever they're making uh I I would I would hope that it's they stick with open world but I mean if they go back to anything other I just hope it's it's not what I'm trying to think of a game like if they're gonna go back to boost formula that like that's fine with me but modern boost formula, but I just hope they just put some sort of spin on it or they're just going to be, they're going to, if, if, if you ask me, they're going to be back where they started before frontiers was even around. But I mean, I feel with how, uh, loved like there, I, from what I've seen, there's, there's been a lot of good feedback with frontiers and I just feel like it's pretty much written on the walls at this point that they're probably going to just stick with the open world type formula stuff with like a few kinks and stuff. Cause like I'll even admit frontiers had a little bit knocks here and there, but I mean, if they fix some camera work and such, I feel like, uh, there, there's going to be, a, they're going to get a game that like that, uh, anti-sonic crowd. It, it's going to flip them. They're, they're right there. I think now's the best chance too, because to me, at least the last, the last couple of years, and I haven't like seen the movies or anything, but uh, it, to me, this is like a, like almost a Sonic Renaissance where it's like the, like the character is more popular than he has been in, in quite a long time. And yeah. is more relevant in pop culture than he has been with the success of the movies that I've heard are, are, are pretty good. And like a game like uh, frontiers that, you know, we, we have the loud anti-Sonic crowd. And I, I, I always, I always take hate with a grain of salt because I feel like the yeah. hate, the extreme hate voices are always, always going to be the loudest, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I heard, I heard genuinely like good things about the direction of Sonic Frontiers. So uh, I'm hoping they can like get that figured out. And yeah, it'd be cool to see 
them like iterate on that. And I wouldn't count out uh, uh, Adventure 3 or anything like that because we're getting uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 4, which I never thought we would get. We like get, we're getting yeah. that game like like 10 years fucking later. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would certainly think that, that that's possible if they see the fans demand it and Sonic is hot right now. I would think that they're probably going to that everything is. I would say that nothing is off the table in that board meeting. And I'm, I have to think it's at least been mentioned by somebody at say, Oh no, there, I've actually read, uh, um, uh, just real quick. You hear that Mr. Samsel? Yeah. I just want to point that out there, but no, uh, there's uh, <laughs> anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it got me so upset, but I read there is an inside, there was a leak in the leak. It turned out to be, true but uh there's like this thread on was it reddit I, I, it was one of, it was like that red thread type websites but once when there was what game was it was it generations or was it forces what generate sonic generations or forces uh before they're even in development there was a leak that said sega team was actually working on adventures one and two remaster and they were oh, trying to get man they're they trying to get like clearances for like music and stuff and uh apparently sega usa from one of the teams went were just like and they were like yeah let, let's we're gonna shelf these remakes and then we're gonna put our full efforts into whatever i think it was generations they're like we're gonna we're gonna shelf these re, uh remasters and we're gonna put all hands on deck for generations and when I read that, I was like, you have got to be kidding me, you guys. <laughs> so till this day, if I like think on it about the adventure stuff, I'm just like, there's like some file somewhere at Sega headquarters with like remaster file name on it. And it hasn't been touched for some godly unreason because there's no way they deleted those files. Like they're still somewhere sitting around in that building just waiting to be touched. Right. And I, I still to this day, I'm very salty about how they like, like hey, I'm going to go on a tangent now. Cause like, if you like go for I'm, it, <laughs> uh, like there's, there's no, I, I won't, but like there, there's freaking, I have like almost, I, th I think it was like, I have two full hour episodes by myself on uh, the outcast podcast of me just pretty much bitching at Sega for the stuff they've done. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's one of them. Okay. Well, I was going to, I was going to say, uh, to me, that makes, uh, I mean, a remake of Adventure 1 2 makes sense to me. I mean, we're in an era now where everything is getting remade or remastered, and things that I never would have bet money to be remastered are getting, like, remastered. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that seems just like a no-brainer for something they would do. Like, they just, they're doing the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake now. That, mm -hmm. that just got announced, and we've gotten remakes of things I've never heard of like live alive and they're doing a sweet in one and two remaster and mm -hmm. just all this, all this stuff that you're just like, there are fans of this that are certainly less popular than a, a Sonic adventure remaster would, mm -hmm. would be. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like, that makes way too much sense to, to, and they would make so like, much I, money. It's leaving so much it on the money. shelf is stupid. Because I, I've heard nothing, like, I don't have experience with those games, but I, I, in the general consensus of, uh, like, Sonic games that I hear talked about, I know Venture 1 and 2 are, are held very, in, in very uh, high regard by the community. Yeah. So, so I think that's, I just, yeah, there have been like, weirder things that have been remade. 
Well, let me close with this question then so we can kind of wrap it up here. So let's say Sonic Team just finds you on the internet and asks you to come in and consult for the next Sonic game. Uh, having everything that you know, lessons from Frontiers, what are some what are some things you want to tell them to help make the next game more successful or to fix some of the maybe overlying issues that 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 carry over from Frontiers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so with... The adventure, uh, I'm just going strictly off of like an adventure three scenario, but like, so like the adventures, right. adventures, uh, one and two were based off of the, uh, they're based off of the, I hope my dogs are going to make appearance too, I guess, apparently. Oh but, uh, no. <laughs> Our dogs just know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the adventures one and two stuff, uh, was based off of the, uh, Sonic X animation stuff. And what there's like a third and fourth season that I feel like they they could take the third and fourth season of that storyline and make it an adventure three with it with the open world aspect because like uh it takes place just like the terrain and stuff takes place exactly like uh how uh the, like the frontiers like terrain is and stuff so I, I just don't if if Sega if you're listening. Take seasons three and four of the X animated series and make it and make up. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> take. I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just let's just come in the room and just screw just like screw everything over. It's fine. No, but uh, it's fine. Just 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 take the take. What was I saying? Oh yeah, the animated uh animated season three and four of X and take that storyline and implement. And like implement it. I cannot speak. Uh, <laughs> and, and use uh, Frontiers's, uh, I guess I would say engine. I guess Frontiers engine. Take that storyline and uh, make like, cause like uh, you could split up to like, cause like with the Adventure Two, there's like three stages. It's like uh, Sonic stage, Knuckles stage, and Tails's stage. And they they have all separate missions in that in those seasons as well, so they could do like almost the exact same stuff, and then just uh, maybe put a little bit twist on it with the adventure three stuff, and then they, I feel mm. like that like that boom, there's your brand new video game, Sonic video game at least. I think we've got the blueprint. So uh, Sega, why don't you go ahead and give Brock a call, and we'll get this squared away. And uh, I don't think that the uh, the renaissance of sonic is stopping anytime soon the music is successful frontier seems like it was pretty successful so i'm sure we'll have plenty more to come from our blue hedgehog fan friend here uh Stairs most stable. likely in the yeah in in the uh in the immediately near future here so but with that i think uh my animals are acting up and uh, uh brock's pets are starting to act up as so well so as well we're going <laughs> yeah we're going to to wrap up the the conversation here so uh brock first of all i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show this is a long time overdue and and sharing what it is you do in the voice acting space and just talking a little bit of sports a little bit of sonic with me it was really really awesome and i really really enjoyed the conversation so thank you thank you so much for putting yeah, a little yeah. bit of time aside to to do this yeah, no, thank you. This was very enjoyable. We should do it again sometime for shit, perhaps. We definitely will. There there will be a- absolute more collaboration uh, in, the, in the future as, soon, as long as my anxiety maybe is Maybe I'll have, to, I'll have to bring you over on my side of the spectrum. And we're not, we're not really video game related, but I feel like uh, there's 
there's we could probably have fun on my end of the deal as well. Oh, I'll, I'll come talk about whatever you want. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. So, uh, But before we go, uh, I always give my guests the opportunity at the end of the show to shill anything they want to shill. So do you want to just talk a, a little bit more about what you do on the voice acting side? I know, like you said, you mentioned the Outcast podcast, you, uh, podcast you do with your friends, which, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, too, threatening my listeners again, go listen to that show because it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. So go check that out. Uh, but yeah, do you want to just uh, shill a couple things before you go? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I have uh, <laughs> uh, my 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 own little platform, uh, the Outcast Podcast. It's not it's not uh, I do dabble in some video game stuff here and there. If there's anything new, Sonic wise, you can probably bet your ass that I'll end up making an episode of that of the sorts about, about that. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, I uh, it, it's mostly just uh, as late we very schedule, uh, but oh, it's usually three. Oh, we get ever find the time, and we have these certain topics, and we practically just uh, shoot, shoot shit. And uh, we we think we we think we're funny. Huh? Just say we are funny. We, we think we're funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. But other than that, if like my handles and stuff, if you, you guys already follow, you're fantastic. Coach here, I'm probably somewhere in his thread saying something uh, upstairs. So if you ever see me, I'm <laughs> Don't be afraid to follow if you want. It's automatic. I can promise you that. But yeah, I think if I just got on Twitter, I'm I'm for sure probably somewhere near. Uh, if you decide to follow me, just follow everybody in the podcast circle because they're all wonderful people. But all that stuff, all of Brock's info will be in the link in the episode description so you can find all the amazing stuff that he's working on. And as for me, like I said, at the top of the show, my name is Eric. If this is your first episode, what a great first episode for you to stop by on. But uh, you can find me if you want to interact. Uh, you can go to linktr.ee forward slash unlockables podcast. You can find all my links there. The show on Spotify, Apple, on all the great podcasters. It's also my Twitter link to the uh, my Twitter page for the show and my personal Twitter page as well as Instagram as well. And if you want to, if you feel so inclined, if you liked what you heard, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash unlockables. And I have uh, three tiers that you can get some extra goodies. You could subscribe at a $1, $3 or $5 tier and get a couple of just more random kind of episodes I do on there. Just some stuff that I don't have time to talk about on my show. Uh, if you do that, I would be gratefully eternally appreciative of you and uh, no pressure there. All the fantastic stuff that you hear on the free feed is going to remain free, including my award-winning, critically acclaimed Guiding (laughs) Keys Story of Kingdom Hearts series that uh, as of this episode coming out, we just wrapped up Kingdom Hearts 2, which ended up being five parts. Yeah, way too many parts. (laughs) It's just way too many parts. It's just, it, got out of control so quickly and there's nothing I could do about it. And uh, those episodes specifically are responsible for why uh, now for the foreseeable future I'm only doing two episodes a month. So (laughs) you can thank Kingdom Hearts for that. But uh, get online, uh, tweet at me, message me, all that good stuff. Join the Discord. We have a great time there. And uh, other than that, thanks for stopping by. And as I sign off, (laughs) listen i don't you don't have to it's it's fine but uh, you have to it's my turn i'm starting to threaten your own audience there (laughs) you go on my end (laughs) yes i appreciate it but uh, as i always say guys at the end of every episode just always remember it's not just the story of video games it is the story of you thank you for listening